Hey, everybody. Great to connect with you again. We're missing you guys so much. Looking forward to the opportunity, hopefully, to be back in the building together, worshiping. Uh, there's just nothing like worshiping together. But we love you guys. Love connecting in the building, online, staying connected in every way possible. Today, I want to continue in the series that I'm in uh, called At the right time, at the right time. And uh, it's a phrase that's in the New Living Translation uh, quite a few times. I just saw it a few months ago. It really uh, struck my curiosity. And in the um, New Testament, it's a translation of the, the word kairos, kairos moments, kairos time. And today, I want to talk about this idea of living under the mighty hand of God, living under the mighty hand of God. And so my scripture for today is 1 Peter 5, verse 5, in the same way you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. It's an incredible promise uh, from heaven. The Bible says at the right time, God will lift you up. God will choose uh, an appointed, unique Kairos moment to open a door for you, to open a window for you, uh, to release something great into your life. And my encouragement uh, to you today is to let God lift you up. God has no intentions of bringing you down. He's for you and he wants to lift you up. He wants to lift up every area of your life. He wants to lift your mental health, your emotions, uh, your marriage, your, your soul. God wants to lift you up. He's a good God who is for you. It, even, even when the gospel comes into people's lives, the gospel always lifts people up. Up, no matter where the gospel intersects with people. And uh, I, what I want to encourage you today is to, to recognize this, that you can let God lift you up or you could try to lift yourself up. And here's my discovery is that when you are trying to lift yourself up, then you've got to maintain what you did to lift yourself up. But if you will wait on the timing and the seasons and the move of God for your life, if you'll live under God's mighty hand, he will lift you up in honor. So I want to uh, talk about a few ideas that I see in this passage. The first idea is this, live a grace-empowered life. 1 Peter 5, 5 said, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace. Everybody say grace to the humble. God gives grace to the humble. 
Grace is God's supernatural enablement for living an abundant life. Uh, Peter said in his second book, 2 Peter 1, 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, his own glory and excellence, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. So by, by them, you may become partakers of the divine nature. I love this idea, uh, a multiplied life. Let grace be multiplied. Let peace be multiplied. And if you were to look at that word in the original language, uh, that word could be translated magnified or enlarged or bigger or greater. Imagine greater grace, more peace moving into your world. And the Bible's promising us here divinely powerful living for all, everything that pertains to life and everything that pertains to godliness. You and I can live from a position of strength if we will stay under the mighty hand of God. In other words, we can be strong in God. We can be strong in grace. Second Peter, Second Timothy's rather, 2.1 says, be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6 tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When I'm talking about living strong, I'm not talking about us bullying our way through life or bullying people or manipulating circumstances, but I am saying that we don't always have to live under everything that gets thrown at us. You and I can live strong. Grace and peace can be multiplied to us. And don't just think God is interested in just the religious section of your life. As a matter of fact, don't even have a religious section. <laughs> have, a, have a relationship with God, but know that by his grace, by his promises, he will cause our whole life to be empowered by grace. Your spiritual life can be empowered by grace. Your financial life, your relational life, you can be strong. You can have a strong family. You can be strong in your career. And the Bible says, let peace be multiplied to you. Everybody loves peace. <laughs> Everyone wants peace. I love it when there's no drama, no conflict, uh, no war going on. But peace is something that's beyond just outer circumstances lining up with us. Peace is an inner equilibrium. And the Bible says you can be strong in peace. Whatever God gives you comes by his grace. Mercy, you got to remember, is God withholding judgment 
that was due to us all, that all of us deserve. But grace goes beyond just withholding judgment. Grace is actually God giving us what we do not deserve. And we are all recipients of what we do not deserve. Everything we have, it's all yours. It's all mine by grace. <laughs> no earned effort of my own. I, here's what I've realized. I cannot be good enough. I cannot be strong enough. I cannot be wise enough. I cannot be holy enough to earn the favor and the blessing and the goodness of God in my life. At the end of the day, it's all by his grace. Your life, your breath, your talent, your, your capacity, your salvation, your calling, all of it originates in the grace of God. None of it would be available to any of us if it weren't for God being a God of grace. I'm always so grateful to consider that of all the possibilities, postures that God could take toward you and I, he chose grace as his disposition toward us. And grace, grace is a zone that you and I can live in, an allocation by the heart of God for the good things he wants to bring into our life by grace. Your healing is going to come by the grace of God. Your provision is going to come by the grace of God. Your breakthrough, your next level, your abundance, your future is all found wrapped up in the grace of God. Come on, anybody grateful for the grace of God? It all comes as a gift from God. It's received by faith. Quit trying to earn with good behavior what grace wants you to receive by faith. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for bad behavior. What I am saying is God chooses by his grace to pour into your life and my life to lift us up. That's what he wants to do. I would rather live a grace-enabled life than live a life where I've got to muscle my way through all of life. And what this passage is telling us is that the posture that can receive grace is a posture of humility. The posture that repels grace is a posture of pride. And humility is realizing, I don't know everything there is to know. I don't have what it takes. I'm not able. I'm not strong enough. But, but God, the grace of God. So humility is not trying to think of yourself as a worm or as something that is awful. The truth is, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just recognizing the best that you've got is so far below what you really need. And the best that you've got is so far below what God 
can do in your life. So humility says, God, I don't have it all. I don't know it all. I can't do it all, but I can receive the goodness of God into my life. Pride is going to keep you from receiving, but humility realizes God is God and I am not. And thank God I don't have to be. Come on. Number two idea I want to talk about is this. Dress for the season you're in. Dress for the season you're in. 1 Peter 5, 5, in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders and all of you dress yourselves in humility. Uh, that's the New Living Translation. The New American Standard says to clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. So the idea is you've got to put on humility. Now, our culture right now is not valuing humility very much. <laughs> uh, our culture doesn't really lend itself toward honoring elders, honoring authority. Uh, we have people that are in the craziest thought that I could ever think of, defund the police because we don't like their authority. Make fun of our president. Make fun of our governor or hate on our governor. And I just, I just want to say to you, that is completely opposite of the posture that God wants us to take as we look to those who are in authority over our lives. I thought it was interesting the other day, I'm reading through our Bible in a year program, and Nicky Gumbel had written this thought. He said, it's been said that the biggest problem on earth is not too little democracy or too much poverty or too few antiviral AIDS medicines, but the biggest problem on earth is the fact that two-thirds of the world's population live outside the protection of the law. In other words, there's no police. A lack of justice has a terrible effect on many of the world's poor. Now, I recognize that no policeman is perfect, no governor is perfect, no president is perfect, no pastor is perfect, no boss is perfect. And I do know there have been abuses of authority. And I know that some of us think we know better, but I can just tell you, leading a nation, leading a state, hey, leading a church, it's not, it's not an easy job to make the decisions that you have to make. And the Bible encourages us to put on humility toward those who are in authority. And then that God will lift us up in honor. And then it says, everyone, dress yourself in humility. In other words, honor up, honor down, honor all around. And there's many times that the Bible tells us, sometimes you're not feeling it. I know I'm not feeling it. But the Bible over and over tells us to put on the right clothes. Ephesians 4.24 says, put on the new self. Romans 13.14 says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6.11 says, 